the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed in the following program may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Keep on trying till I reach my highest Life in Colorado. Hello, my name is Maria Oliver. I am your host. This week, we're going to be speaking with Councilman Paul Cashman about some, well, Christmas gifts that the Denver City Council is trying to hand down to people who have some extra fines and things on the books. But my partner in crime is actually here today. So, uh, Richard, where have you been? Well, I have been busy making Christmas music. So uh, I've, I have an association with a group called St. Martin's Chamber Choir. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing a series of Christmas programs. And so just to manage everything, I took some days off on the tail end because the concerts are on the weekend. So I had them all last weekend. I have them this weekend. So I take, I've take i been taking Fridays off to sort of go to these churches because I have to – every organ is different. So mm-hmm. um, you, know, you have to spend some time sort of getting used to it and mm-hmm. – uh, picking out the right stops and everything, the right sounds. And so um, that's what I've been doing. I've been making, either getting ready to make music or making music. <laughs> and just abandoning me. Oh. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Like, seriously, but, but I won't, I won't No, I would never abandon you. So, uh, Not permanently, anyway. <laughs> oh, ow, cut me to the white meat on that one. Okay, no, okay, so I have had this song in my head, like, uh, for a few days. Uh, it's a Christmas song, and it's stuck in my brain. We're definitely going to play it for the end of the show. But what's your favorite Christmas song? Because I know you hear all of them all the time. Ooh. That's hot. That's a hard one, and not because there there aren't favorites that I have, mm-hmm. but I mean if it's if it's in the sacred variety of Christmas, then I mean certainly the Christmas carols like "Oh Come All You Faithful," "Joy to the World," "Oh Holy Night," things like that. But you know, secular songs like "I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas" mm-hmm. and uh, you know, "Jingle Bells," and mm-hmm. I mean, I I really am hard pressed to find. A Christmas song I don't like. I imagine there are one, there are some, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. but, um, but I, I can't pin it down. It's, it's, I'm not trying to avoid the answer. I just, I just, <laughs> that question. I, yeah, I, I just can't pin it down to one. No worries. Yeah, it is the holiday season. What do we have? Just like a, yeah. another few days and it'll be Christmas and then it w- sure will. It'll be over. No. The year. I know that, and that's what's hard to believe. It just seems like New Year's for 2018 was just like a couple weeks ago. I I know that sounds cliched to say that, but really, seriously. Yeah, this year had a a lot of action packed, and I'm honestly glad to see it gone. 
<laughs> I'm done with the one eight. I'm done. <laughs> That's right. You you yeah. are not sorry to see it leave. No, uh, not at all. All righty. Well, we got Richard back with us, so we're good to go. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and then we're going to come back and talk to Councilman Paul Cashman. Stay with us. One in three adults has prediabetes. That means it could be you, your best man, your worst man. <gasps> take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org to know where you stand. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. This week, we are speaking with Councilman Paul Cashman, of course, about a few of the things going on in the Denver City Council, but specifically a couple of bills that directly impact fees and individuals who, well, may or may have some experience with those knows that sometimes a traffic ticket or a smaller infraction could kind of snowball a little bit into a financial situation where maybe it's a little bit beyond what you can handle. It looks like the city council is trying to help us out a little bit on that. Councilman Cashman, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, What area does District 6 cover? Uh, District 6 is uh, best described as South Central Denver, uh, uh, goes uh, Washington Park, uh, Harvard Gulch, Bonnie Bray, Belcaro University Park, goes across Colorado Boulevard into the Virginia Village area. Okay. I know you're on the city council, and I know you're definitely all about public service, but why did you choose the Safety, Housing, Education, and Homelessness Committee? Well, uh, initially, uh, I was appointed uh, by the council president as a member of that committee, and uh, it, it, it handles a, a broad range of topics, safety, education, health, housing, and homelessness. Um, when I asked uh, to chair the committee, it was because I just find the, the, the overall topics involved fascinating and uh, uh, enjoy uh, coordinating the presentations to my colleagues as well as the public. And, and honestly, safety, housing, education, and homelessness, that sounds really, really broad, uh, pretty much everything. Is that my imagination? It, it, it not, not your imagination at all. It's an extremely far-reaching committee. As times, I think it, it might uh, make sense to break it up a little bit. You know, s- some of our council committees will have an occasional week where there's nothing going on and uh, the meeting will be canceled. Whereas in safety, we're generally uh, looking to uh, uh, start early or end a little bit late just to get all the work done. Okay. And on a sidebar note, why why did you choose public safety? I know you were a businessman and, and a little bit of a newspaper man as well, but why did you choose public service? Because it is a choice, and it is sometimes one of the most ungrateful <laughs> jobs you can have. Why did you decide sure. to go there? Well, you know, I come from a family uh, where public service was a core value. My dad was a a salesman and worked six days a week and found time to be president of the local Little League. Uh, my mom uh, managed the house and, and worked full-time as a legal secretary, and she was president of the PTA. And so it was just kind of uh, brought up with that that's just something you do. And uh, I published a community newspaper in the area, a Washington Park profile for mm-hmm. 36 years, and uh, when uh, that uh, project was uh, coming to its conclusion, uh, uh, city council uh, w- was a logical next step. Okay. 
Now let's get into the issue that I called you for and, and why I decided sure. to bug you in the first place. <laughs> sure. um, two of these bills that are on the, the table right now, the first uh, being uh, the one to amend Section 53, which I, mm-hmm. I believe uh, repeals the collection of the $30 inmate processing fee. Correct. Why is this important? Well, you know, both of these fees are connected. Uh, The $30 inmate processing fee and then the $50 bonding fee. Um, What we're finding is uh, a whole lot of people uh, end up in jail um, for crimes related uh, to, to poverty. Uh, lack of resources. And while we certainly don't want dangerous uh, individuals who are a threat to our community out on the street, we also don't want people who have have committed low-level crimes who are not a threat to our community to be uh, incarcerated any longer than is absolutely necessary. So I, I think it's really relevant that uh, the, the re- repeal of these fees are, are not coming initially from city council. Uh, mm-hmm. Sheriff, Sheriff Patrick Furman um, has already, uh, before he came to council, um, put a hold on collecting the $30 fee and has asked us to repeal that fee. And then as far as the $50 bonding fee, uh, Chief Justice uh, Teresa Spahn has uh, asked us to uh, halt uh, collection of that fee. So the people actually running our judicial system see the wisdom in in getting people out of jail as soon as possible. You know, you get people in jail for even a few days, it can lead to the loss of a job, uh, difficulties with the family. And so, uh, as I say, we want we want bad folk behind bars, but uh, folks uh, who are no danger to society, we think it's we're all best served by getting them back out on the street. Okay. Now, with just the specifically the thirty dollar fee, right? And and let me know if I'm I'm reading this wrong. Is that an annual revenue of about three hundred and sixty thousand dollars? Yeah, that's about. I think it's three sixty was the last number I heard from the sheriff. I believe the bond processing fee is about five hundred thousand. So it's it's a significant loss of of dollars at that end. But um, we feel the overall. Um, impact on society is less than having the wrong people behind bars for too long. You know, once you mess with the the stability of a family unit, the costs uh, appear uh, in all kinds of areas from whether it's food stamps or other uh, safety net uh, uh, programs, uh, the dollars add up. So we just think it's a much uh, a more effective use of civic dollars to uh, not have the wrong people behind bars. So, are, are there any programs that that you'll have to do without without that that uh, three hundred and sixty grand coming in? Um, we we don't envision that because there's there's money in those accounts that will get spent down, and then we'll uh, make uh, assessments from the general fund as necessary. How long do you think it'll take for the fund to get spent down? You know, I don't know that, to okay. be perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, Chief Justice Spahn and, and Sheriff Furman um, have not expressed concerns about uh, okay. uh, 
um, programs not being funded. So the, the basic intention is to just help folks out who are struggling, who are at poverty level or a little bit below, who just to keep them from getting underwater. Not not necessarily forgiveness of a crime, but exactly. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. And that's the, the same with the $50 bond fee. And, and, and I'm sorry, could you just go ahead? We talked about it a little bit before, but could you go ahead and explain that second one, the, the $50 one? It's, again, it's, it's a processing fee that, that the court has, has collected for, for the bonding process. And uh, as with the, the $30 inmate uh, processing fee, it's just uh, one of those that uh, we find that uh, there's a population that those fees end up keeping uh, people behind bars. And, and it doesn't make sense. Uh, to anybody. Um, uh, it, it costs money to keep people um, incarcerated. And as I said, it leads to further uh, destruction of, of their family and their lifestyle. And uh, we just don't feel it's uh, the best way to approach things. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. And on a broader note, with a brand new calendar year starting in a couple of weeks, what are some of the major issues that the city council is going to be tackling this year? Boy, there's more than a few minutes can can, can handle. Um, you know, we're 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 looking at uh, uh, what can we do to improve a lot of, of our homeless community. How can we increase the uh, inventory of uh, affordable or attainable housing for all? Uh, levels of, of of our community, um, we're looking at uh, in improving mass transit uh, throughout Denver and other uh, non-automotive uh, mobility options. Uh, the list goes on and on. And and I'm focusing on the the homelessness issue. Is is there a a large uh, I don't know problem with homelessness in District Six? Well, there's uh, as far as um, all corners of the city are affected by homelessness because as uh, as we sweep the, uh, uh, the the homeless from their traditional downtown encampments, there is no we're not sweeping them away. There is no away. These are people, um, uh, many of whom simply do not want to uh, go inside to access our shelter beds. So they end up uh, in our parks and and on our trails and in our alleys. Uh, these are people who need shelter, and they're going to find it wherever they can. So while um, our neighborhood, uh, our, our District 6 residents um, are largely uh, may not be members of the uh, the community of the homeless, um, those who are without uh, homes, uh, find their ways to all corners of the city. And I might add that a whole lot of people um, uh, remain, as has been said, one or two lost paychecks mm -hmm. away from ending up on the street. So um, no one's immune. Okay. 
you know, it's interesting when you realize that about 40 percent of our homeless community works 32 hours a week or more, but just simply can't handle the increasing costs in the city. And one of the largest growing uh, sectors of our homeless community are senior women. Um, you, you start to understand that, you know, you have a couple and perhaps the uh, husband passes away. They haven't been able to accumulate any savings. And and now you have uh, a woman in her 70s with limited income. And again, uh, trying to meet the, the costs of living in Denver is a challenge for everybody. And that's one sec- sector of the community that's having trouble dealing uh, with those challenges. Hmm. And, and on the Housing Safety, Education, and Homelessness Committee, what is the general philosophy with homelessness? Because keep in mind, you know, certain people do have homes. We all need some place to be. But there's also that balance of not disrupting business. Uh, where are you going to place them? Some people don't want them in their neighborhood. Just, I, I don't know, what what is the balance that you have? Because I know it's a balancing act for y'all. Well, the, the current state of uh, of the art in dealing with homelessness um, is that you don't you don't just um, you don't kennel humans like animals. You have to provide them with dignified housing, with the services that they need to become uh, independent again. Be that mental health services, physical health, job training, etc. So um, you know it's housing first with wraparound services. The title is permanent supportive housing is how that's uh, categorized. We're speaking with Councilman Paul Cashman about the Safety, Housing, and Education Committee and about his service on the City Council. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. You're a successful sales pro. You're making good money. So what's missing? Do you need something bigger than commissions? Salem Media Group in Denver is seeking an integrated marketing consultant who shares our sense of mission and wants to grow with a great company. We need an experienced, uncompromising self-starter who understands selling, marketing, and ad strategies for digital and broadcast. Join our team and fuel that fire in your belly as you work with existing clients and develop new business in the Denver Metro. Go to SalemMedia.com slash careers for more. And we're back. We are still speaking with Councilman Cashman. Um, Let's go back to a little bit about your personal vision for the city of Denver at large. I know you have District 6 to cover, and you've been around this area since at least the late 70s. What is your vision or your hope for the future of Denver? Well, Denver, in in many ways, is doing very well right now. Um, Our economy is strong, though it's not... uh, the uh, benefits of that economy are not reaching out to all of our residents. Um, I think uh, what we're dealing with now are the uh, uh, the challenges that come with blessings. Uh, as I say, we've got our economy is strong. We have a thousand people a month moving into Denver, but that's put in enormous pressures on our housing stock. Uh, cost of living continues to skyrocket. We have a, a large homeless uh, community. We have uh, challenges uh, to our transportation system. Uh, uh, the pressures on our park system continue in, to increase. So the main um, efforts I think we'll see in 2019 and moving forward is how do we address those challenges. Okay. And, and speaking of a challenge, I, I just uh, got an email about this. The scooters. 
what are we going to do? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because, I mean, it is a real problem. They are an inconvenience. Sure. But they look really fun. I'm kind of old and scary and haven't gotten on one myself. But what are we going to do about these scooters? Well, um, you know, the uh, scooters were dropped upon us. We didn't go out and ask. We didn't put out a request for proposal and ask for scooter companies to tell us how they want to serve our city. Uh, Instead, the scooter companies just dropped these on us, um, and we are now – um, regulating how they're to be used. So the the bill that Councilwoman uh, Sussman and I have put forward um, would take them uh, off the sidewalks. Uh, state law considers scooters as toy vehicles. However, we don't believe that when that law was crafted that they envisioned the um, mechanized scooters that we have today. Mm -hmm. So we're saying that scooters need to be primarily in bike lanes. If there's no bike lane, they can be on the street as long as the speed limit on that street is not over 30 miles per hour. If the speed limit is over 30 miles per hour, they can operate on the sidewalks, but they need to uh, keep their speed at six miles an hour or lower. That's a pretty good middle ground. Well, you know what it's what it what it really points out is that we don't have the infrastructure that we need right now for bicycles, no uh, no less uh, uh, the electric bikes that are coming along or the electric scooters. Well, we really need to build out the bike lanes that we have planned so that we can get pedestrians uh, safely along the sidewalks, uh, wheeled vehicles safely along, uh, I like to uh, use Councilwoman Sussman's terms of ABC lanes, anything but cars, you know, uh, so that uh, uh, we separate pedestrians, uh, wheeled, uh, two-wheeled vehicles, and uh, automobiles. You know, as we get more and more crowded, um, we we all need to be heads up uh, about who's uh, sharing the roads with us and uh, who's who's uh, sharing that pedestrian infrastructure. Yeah, and those little things do look fun. I'm, I'm kind of scared to get on one myself, but I'm thinking about it. They're they're a great deal of fun. Uh, I, I have uh, taken a, a test test ride myself. If I can do it, anyone can do it. But uh, they are not. Um, uh, they're not heavy-duty equipment, and uh, they're not well-suited to handling unexpected bumps mm-hmm. and uh, obstacles. And we're hearing more and more about injuries. Uh, you know, if you're doing 15 miles an hour uh, without uh, a helmet or any kind of protective gear and uh, you you hit a bump, you're, you're going to be airborne, and people are suffering some uh, pretty pretty nasty bruises and broken bones. Oh, darn. Okay. Uh, well, is there anything else that you'd like to to say to my audience about the things going on with the city council? There's there's lots of challenges and opportunities ahead to fill uh, 2019 and and on into the future. All righty. And we have been speaking with Councilman Paul Cashman, who took time out to talk with us, even though he's exceptionally busy. We got him on the phone. Uh, thank you so much, Councilman, for all that you do and all that you're going to need to do in the next calendar years. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, and, and happy holidays to you as well, Maria. All righty, sir. You be blessed. Bye-bye. Adios.
Yeah, well, I'd just like to wish uh, all the residents of Denver, and especially District 6, a very happy holiday season and a healthy, happy 2019. Thank you so much, Councilman Cashman. That does it for us this week. Richard Robertson is the show producer. I'm Maria Oliver, and this is Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.